everyone. Welcome back to Can You Put Me On Guest List. Today's guest is Kim Booth. We had such a lovely, lovely chat after one of Kim's amazing yoga classes that she offers down at Pikes Ibiza, which is also actually where we recorded this podcast. So that was very exciting. Kim has been working in Ibiza for 18 years, working in public relations for nights at Pasha, Space, Amnesia, and DC 10. She opened a PR company called Rebel Butterfly in 2005 and has worked with some of the world's most respected DJs and electronic music producers, as well as festivals and events globally. In 2017, after 10 years of cosmic studies, Rebel Butterfly transformed into her yoga and sound healing work. Kim is now a certified yoga teacher and also works with different shamanic and healing modalities. In 2015, she began Cosmic Pineapple with the desire to connect people to the conscious wisdom she and others have learned along the way. Kim's mission is to plant seeds to help people awaken, heal and connect in cosmic and creative ways. The music is the unifying force as well. So you're all there listening to this song made by someone, channeled through someone on like the DJ coming through and then we're all dancing to it and it all helps us connect to ourselves, to each other, to these feelings that come up and and as I've got more conscious with it, I now know what kind of dance moves to help me release certain feelings or like, you know, when you like get a really good like drum and you like wiggling your bum and just like bouncing up and down and that's shaking your energy up. And then there's other ones where you want to put your hands high and then you're just like kind of moving your energy and there'd be a diva vocal that comes in and you're singing and you're opening up your heart and it's just, it's all energy. In this episode, we talk about Kim's journey, how dance music and her healing practices are connected and how they work together, sound healing, Kim's amazing project, Cosmic Pineapple, and more. Enjoy, this is Kim Booth on Can You Put Me On Guest List, recorded at Pikes Ibiza. Kim, hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I feel very relaxed after your amazing yoga class. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> We're here sat um, in the beautiful Pikes. What an amazing spot to start yoga every morning. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it. And especially in that dome as well, because oh, it's just... Oh, Yeah. Oh, absolutely beautiful. No, I feel, I feel great right now. I just sat here with my watermelon juice and Pikes and ready to have a little chat with you. I've got some chips. <laughs> got some <laughs> chips and some alioli. <laughs> okay, so um, you worked in dance music for 18 years, working in public relations for nights at Pasha, Space, Amnesia and DC10. And in 2005, you started your own PR company, Rebel Butterfly, and worked with some of the biggest names and brands in the industry. Was working in dance music something that you always wanted to get into? Yeah. Um, so I first came to Ibiza when I was 16. I think before that I didn't know what dance music was or maybe I did through Armin van Helden and Josh Wink and things like that, being, and Todd Terry being playing, uh, playing on the radio and TV and box, the box, music, television, you control. Um, and I first came to Ibiza when I was 16 with my friends on an 18 to 30s holiday when I was too young and I I didn't do any nightclubs out here we came in May but something about the islands made me get into dance music I can't even explain it and then I came home and I was listening to Danny Rampling's Love Groove Dance Party every Friday and Pete Tong show as well and I just started to slowly get into dance music and then I started reading all the magazines like Mix Mag um, Music then Ministry Magazine as well and um, I came back to Ibiza when I was 18 and by this point, I'd read 
every single magazine, like, okay, you need to go to this party on Wednesday, you need to go to this party on Thursday, you need to buy your tickets for discounted rate at this place in San Antonio. And so I did all of that with my friend. And then I came back and I was like, I have to work in dance music, I have to do something, I want to be a writer. When and you went back to England? Yeah, when yeah. I came back to England. And um, so I can't even remember when that was exactly. But I, I remember then I started, because I always wanted to be a writer. So I, um, I just sent off loads and loads of letters to the magazines that I was reading and I didn't hear anything back from anyone and then I just kind of did the summer and I started working in um, a record shop called Virgin Records in Virgin you know um, or, see, or a music shop and uh, I just remember one day getting an email or no I think it's a phone call then yeah it was a phone call <laughs> and then I got a phone call from this man called Chris Elwell Sutton and he was like I work for Ministry Magazine I've got your letter do you want to come and do work experience with us on Monday and this was Friday and I was like working in, Port I come from Portsmouth, so I was working in Portsmouth and I was like, yes. And then my friend Tracy got it sorted out so that I could go and stay with her friend in London. And I stayed in this like one bedroom flat in Elephant and Castle with four men that I hadn't, well, two grown men and two gr uh, young boys that I hadn't met before. And I just worked every day at ministry and I had bright pink hair. Oh, and wow. They really liked me, so they kept me on. So it was, it just kind of started that way. But um, yeah, it was work experience at first. And I was just, you know, when you're really passionate and I was sending off all these letters and listening to everything and reading everything. And oh, wow. And then after that, you came to Ibiza again? No, after that, so that was, when I was 18, so I started off working in magazines. So I did Ministry Magazine, then I went to Mixmag. I also worked for music for a little bit and a magazine called Sky Magazine. And okay. I was always the junior writer and kind of the fixer, the, you know, licensing music and stuff like that as well. And then I started working at Defected Records okay. um, as a PR assistant. And that was like my first entry to PR. And I really just fell into it because I really liked the music on the label. It was the time of um, Bob Sinclair, ATFC, um, just before Roger Sanchez. Well, actually, I got in there when Roger Sanchez and Other Chance and Kings of Tomorrow finally and uh, Mr. G. And like they were doing, they had a record label called Influential. So Mr. G was on that and Smoking and Joe. And it was like such an amazing time. And, um, yeah, so I spent a lot of time in London. Then I went to another record label. And all the time I was going on holidays to Ibiza in the summertime. Um, then I went to another record label called Underwater Records, which was Darren Emerson's record label. And that was, I would say Defected was like my, uh, my main learning ground because I worked with all of these awesome people there. And a lot of them were gay DJs on the gay scene. So they would take me to all of their parties and I'd go to all these disco parties and I, I just had the best time ever. Oh, and, wow. you know, They really knew their music as well. And I was like the little kind of like pink haired, like <laughs> coming to all the parties. And um, it was brilliant. And I just learned so much about discos and dance floors and music. And, and yeah, then I went to Underwater and that was like a, a really fun family. And uh, Tim Deluxe, It Just Won't Do. I don't know if you know that track. No. Do, 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 just won't do. Okay. Something like that. And, uh, and then um, that, it was it was really fun. So, and then that's when I did my first summer in Ibiza, um, was working with them. Because I was working for the PR company that looked after them. And what year was this, sorry? 2005. 2005. Yeah. And I, no, 2003. Really? Yeah, 2003. Wow. So it was 2003 and I managed to black the summer out here because I really wanted to do it. And my boss, uh, she looked after Underwater and other clients, but Underwater was kind of more over the one that I worked with. And I convinced her to let me come and work out here for the summer. She's like, okay, okay, but you've got to work. And this was before iPhones, Blackberries, before wireless internet. You had to like plug in the thing and get the <laughs> sound, dial up. And I just remember like 
it was it was such and I was working with Youssef as well who was like and Lottie and they were all like it was a really really fun crazy time and um, I remember I'd go and sit in this little cafe, internet cafe for five hours a day in San Antonio and um, do my work but it still kind of wasn't because it was before like working away from the office was kind of accepted so yeah. I ended up leaving that job and actually just getting employed by underwater and, and working with them for a bit nice and um yeah it was a really brilliant so it, that was like my kind of gap year almost it's like yeah. I worked really hard but I had so much fun so it was really good <laughs> and you stayed in Ibiza after that yeah every summer now. yeah every basically every summer except for one where I only came out for one month but I've done every summer since then, and now I'm here full time. And nice. Yeah. What a beautiful place to call home. We're lucky, oh. huh? Yeah, I always say it's, it's the home that I always come back to, so... Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so then from working in dance music, um, you're now where you are um, with yoga and your sound healing. What was the process? How did you get to where you are now? Um, okay, so I... I got into yoga really strongly in 2006 and seven, I would say. And it, was, it wasn't, I've always been really stretchy. So I always did gymnastics when I was little, but it wasn't by choice. I wouldn't have consciously chose to be like calm and relaxed. I, you know, I was still a crazy little party girl at that point, but um, my mum passed. And when my mum passed, I really realized that I need to look after myself um, and I couldn't escape it anymore. So it was like, I'd go out partying and celebrating and then I wasn't feeling it as I used to feel it. So I had to do other things that brought me back into balance. And I got really into um, Bikram yoga, which is the hot yoga, mm. which now I wouldn't do because I don't, I don't feel like I need it, but it really got out those dense, heavy energies. And then I got into, uh, I, I moved to London and I started doing Jiva Mukti yoga and Kundalini yoga and going to sound meditations and um, and then every winter over this time. So I always spend my summers in Ibiza and in the winters I go off learning different things. So I went to India and did my first yoga teacher training in 2012. Um, and then every winter I've gone away and learned something. So oh, whether it be that or going to Guatemala and doing mysticism training and um, where else have I been? I've been to America and done different things as well in Iceland and... Um, oh, wow, you, you must have seen some amazing places. Yeah, it's been... Oh, God. It, it, that's been the biggest blessing of the... Well, it's all been a complete blessing, but, like, how this job has given me the free... My old job gave me the freedom to learn all of this, so... Yeah. Um, I always had really awesome people that I worked with that just let me go off and do things and as long as I was checking in every day and as long as I was doing my work because of the beauty of the internet like they were like okay cool go for it um and I've just been learning all of these amazing things and then as it's progressed and I've learned more at first it was always like okay bring this into my job and share it how I can share it but then it got to the point where it's I, I felt like I really needed to do this and needed to share yoga more and just be in the more calm centered balanced state and then I can still keep the dance music side when I do the events so yeah. I'm still keeping that but um and in terms and then just every year I've been learning things and then I got really into sound healing as well um through it all and just you know firstly by going to gong baths and going to crystal bowl baths in London and receiving that healing and then just kind of becoming curious with all the different sounds actually because in dance music um it's so healing when you when you listen and when you dance to certain sounds and you know with the right dj who can really take you to all of those places and you can go up and down and yeah. release and and i've always like i started getting really curious with it so what does a vocal do how does that make me feel and what does a certain drum pattern do and where does that get me in my body and what does a synth do and you know it's really 
so when I was going on to dance floors over the last few years instead of just like you know just dancing and forgetting about it I was like oh my god this makes me want to move like this this makes me want to do this and just um that was kind of one of my big steps in the process and then yeah and then then I found crystal balls and that's just taken me totally somewhere else like (laughs) I love them actually one of my questions was going to be um what connections are there between dance music and your healing practices and how do they work together Ah, amazing. I mean, I I, feel, I just feel like dance dancing and dance music is so healing anyway. So it's, um, we go there to, my first experiences of the dance floor, especially in London, was going to these like dark spaces, sometimes underground, like the end in London was one of my favourite and first uh, learning grounds of dance music and dancing. And um, you kind of go there, you're in this dark space and you've got all of these crazy wild characters that are just coming out and being themselves. So is I feel a lot of repressed energies are coming out onto the dance floor. People that need to escape, they need to express, they need to be exactly who they are without someone saying, no, you do this. So um, that was always a healing process. And I was such a rebel, like I needed to rebel from my childhood and whatever I grew up with. So going onto the dance floor, was like, this is who I am and I've got pink yeah. hair and I'm wild and I'm crazy. And, um, and I got less crazy as time went on, uh, kind of. I keep um, picturing you with your pink hair. I'd love to see some pictures. I'll show you some. <laughs> There's some really bad ones. And then, um, I mean, I was like four years with pink hair. Oh, nice. Yeah, I loved it. Um, took a long time to maintain. And um, I was known as Pinky. Um, and then, yeah, so that was always really healing. And I don't even think you realise it, but, you know, and feeling that connection with people yeah. around you and the music that, the music is the unifying force as well. So you're all there listening to this song made by someone channeled through someone on like the dj coming through and then we're all dancing to it and it all helps us connect to ourselves to each other to these feelings that come up and and as i've got more conscious with it i now know what kind of dance moves moves to help me release certain feelings or like you know when you like get a really good like drum and you're like wiggling your bum and just like bouncing up and down and that's shaking your energy up and then there's other ones where you want to put your hands high and then you're just like kind of moving your energy and there'd be a diva vocal that comes in and you're singing and you're opening up your heart and it's just it's all energy everything how interesting yeah it's really i've been doing that for the last yeah i just that's what i do now and it's just like it's is i'm in it i'm letting myself go but i'm also conscious of what i'm doing as well so Rather than before, it was like, you know, I used to get really drunk, and then the next day I would be like, I can, I know I had a really good time, but I can't remember anything. So it's really like, oh yeah, that <laughs> kind of sounds like me. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's been a while now, but um, yeah. And then, uh, and sorry, the question was in in relation to sound healing. So it's all heal. I feel like it's all healing, and to and you know, it's all these different types of. I find it really interesting the different types of parties as well. Like you can go to some parties where everyone's kind of in this uniform like they're wearing the same clothes they're dancing the same dance moves and you know they're just doing these certain things then you go to other parties where everyone's really free and that's the energy that they're going through and and it's really looking at what what is the music that is drawing these people into there and these kind of because it's always similar sort of people i feel as well yeah definitely Um, and you know you get the odd like character in there let's say but um yeah and then into the sound healing itself oh my god like the the things that i see in sound healing is just magic because it's um you kind of go through all of the uh people like i I usually give sound healings at the end of yoga classes and it's like the the gift at the end of the class let's say because like what we just did yeah yeah yeah, because it's they say that um you practice yoga to get to the meditative state and then you can really receive what's coming through in your meditation because you go through all these postures, you're moving your body, you're breathing, you're chanting, you're doing whatever. And then when you lay down, it's like when your body can really relax and your spirit can open up. And then you can imagine 
as you're meditating, these sounds are coming through and you're really opening your field. So what I do with the bowls is just, and it's amazing. And there's so many times where I'm like, I see people's faces when they're in yoga and they look like they want to punch me. And then at the end of it, I do the bowls and then I kind of go around with the, the, the tuning forks or I go around with something and I just see their faces. They look like angels and it's just like, oh. Kim, I felt so relaxed. It's been a long time since I felt like that. Honestly, oh. hand on heart, that was so beautiful. And and you, you sing as well at the same time. Yeah, that. Yeah, I lo- I lo- it's, it's weird. The the singing only started to happen when I got the bowls as well. It's like it's amazing. Yeah, when so when I did my last training in 2015, I think it was or 16, 2016, um, my last yoga training. It was a place called the Mystical Yoga Farm in Guatemala. Oh wow! And um, I, I kind of. My intention was thinking, okay, it's going to be amazing. I'm going to be like waking up at six, doing yoga, you know, really like a kind of like breakfast at this time, yoga at this time, da, da, da. But it wasn't like that. It was so crazy. And it was like, we're all women, really strong women on the course. And so many things happened that were totally off key and out of line. But what it felt like it was training us actually was to be really in our power. And no matter what happens on the outside, because nothing is pure. No, No one is pure, like everyone. And we've just got to deal with, everything and just be strong in ourselves and like be the and my but my solitude or my my real magical healing that I received from that is they had this little fairy house what I would call it's called the Omdome and it's a natural structure made out of baboo 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 bamboo baboo (laughs) baboo bamboo and um cow shite okay yes you can say that you say whatever you want (laughs) and um it was amazing the acoustics were amazing and they had these like quartz crystal bowls in there so i would just go in and play these crystal bowls as much as i could and then i would be like i can sing with these and i'd started to do all the mantras that i've been learning with them and then i left there and just this real synchronistic set of events happened. Like I went to, um, I really wanted crystal balls. Then I went to LA and as I was on my way to LA, my friend posted up a um, video of this this thing called the, it's not an Ajna light, it's something else. But um, it's this light that you meditate under and it opens your pineal gland. We've actually got it at the next cosmic. Um, and you lay under it and it give, takes you on all these trippy, trippy, trippy visions. But it actually programs your brain to come back into the alpha, beta or gamma state. It's really amazing. Wow. And so I was like, what is this? And she was like, oh, is this guy, Alex, come come to my house. He, he can do it for you. And then he brought around all these crystal bowls as well. But the alchemy ones, which are the ones that I now have. And there's like 20 of them. And I was just playing on these bowls. And I was like, I'm oh. in heaven. <laughs> and, it was a, and I remember it, it was like a full moon eclipse, I think, as well. So it was a really strong energy. And I went with Joe, who was on your last podcast, podcast as well. Yes, Joe Little. And um, it was brilliant. And then I ended up... Um, getting my first bowls and just going with it and like the things that I learn and feel and it's all through trying children love them oh my god like they really just get into them and um I've been working a lot lot with children with them as well oh that's so nice and pregnant mamas and how lovely yeah and it's it's such a beautiful thing when you know it's and also working with them it's a meditation for myself and I, I I consider that I'm talking to the bowls because they are beings and and I'm playing the bowls and if I go in there and I'm stressed, the, I won't be able to play it properly. It'd be like jumpy and the sound won't be flowing. And then by the time I come out of it after 10 minutes, I'm like relaxed. So yeah. No, it's so nice. Yeah, and it teaches you to be more flowing, I think. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. I think the girl next to me fell asleep, I think she said, yeah, when we were doing it before. I love it. <laughs> I, I, I love it. Every time I'm, I'm always like, oh my God. <laughs> okay, so now let's talk a little bit about cosmic pineapple. Am I right in saying that... Um, Cosmic Pineapple, did it just start out as a website? 
in, when was that? Uh, 2015. So you were still working in dance music at the same time? Yeah, so I, so from going away and learning all of these things, I was meeting all of these awesome people. And um, actually it was in 2012, I um, I attended a ceremony in 2012, like a 10 day ceremony. And I was staying above a treehouse, above a cenote, in a treehouse above a cenote. And I just remember, I've got a picture of it on my Instagram, actually, from then. There's this little pineapple. It looks so happy. And I was like, pineapples are just so happy to be a pineapple. <laughs> and then somehow the word cosmic came next to the word pineapple. And then I was staying with my friend in another part of Mexico called Oaxaca in a place called Mariposa, which means butterfly. And butterfly is a symbol of transformation, which I didn't realize when I first called rebel butterfly that, but it, it so makes sense. And um, so I registered the domain, didn't really know what I was going to do with it. And then in 2015, after all of these learnings that I was receiving, I was like, I need to make a website, basically. So I got a friend to make me a logo, someone else to do this. And then I started writing all the first articles. And yeah, I launched it as a website. And it was a place for me to share what I'd been learning and to get cosmixes from DJs as well, like of music that they feel is cosmic and to share information of, from other people that I've been meeting, just, just to help us all raise up together. So, um, yeah, and then the event started, I think a year later, 2016, 17, 18, yeah, 2016 was the, the first year. And originally I wanted to do it at um, Underground because I thought there's a wicked venue. Um, but I've known Dawn for years who runs Pikes and also Sarah who runs Pikes. And I'd been to, um, and I took my first yoga here in 2012. And I came to a few awesome parties here. So I was like, what about Pikes actually? So, and I think actually my friend Dion suggested it. She was like, you should do it at Pikes. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, I'm going to message Dawn. And then Dawn came and, mess and then we met. And then Dawn was like, yeah, why not? And then it all just started. And we did four in a row. Four first days in September. It was bonkers. And it wow. was so like, because... You know, it's my mind on a canvas. I, I class Pikes as a canvas and it's just, it was my mind on a canvas and it was totally erratic, creative, fun, yeah. kind and loving, but all just like, yeah, a bit bonkers really. And yeah, chaotic. We had people coming in uh, at like 10 p.m. when we were opening the space rave and like me and my friend were just trying to hang up planets as they were coming <laughs> in and like, oh, uh, yeah, it was beautiful. And, but, and all of the characters, like the, the thing that makes me the happiest and I really need to learn this quote, but it's like bringing all different energies together yeah. and just noticing this transformation with them because, yeah, so many different bonkers characters come together here and it's like the, the merging of the music and the magic, literally. Nice. And yeah, and, and there's a quote from Carl Jung and I always forget the quote, but um, it's about the meeting of two substances coming together and the transformation takes place and then never be the same again. So it's just, Beautiful. yeah, I love it. You said before um, about Cosmic Pineapple and as a website that it was a place for DJs to send you cosmic music yeah. as well. So at your events, um, is it these kind of artists that play at your events as well that have some kind of connection with Cosmic Pineapple? Yeah, so the, the cosmics is, it's like the, the idea was that the DJ would make a mix of music that he or she feels is cosmic to them. And it can be anything, there's no, there's no rules, so... Um, a lot of the DJs have played at Cosmic Pineapple, I think. I'm not quite sure, actually. I need to work that out. Um, yeah, they have. And they're all part... They're all the, 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 Okay, so the Cosmics is the people that I've known and chatted to and like was like, do you want to do a Cosmics? They're like, yeah. And then um, the, the more the Ibiza parties, I guess, is a mixture of that and also people that I used to work with that are on the island and that will come and play as well, so... Um, yeah, it's a bit of a mix. I would like more people to do cosmixes, but it's quite hard to pin them down to do yeah. them. So because everyone's getting asked to do mixes nowadays, yeah. but and they have to be in the right vibe and feel it. So yeah. 
So you've got Cosmic Pineapple as um, the website. Mm -hmm. You have your music events, and then you also have um, your retreats, and then and then you have your Cosmic Corners. Yeah. So can you explain a little bit what Cosmic Corners are at festivals? So it's um, it's a place. Uh, it's a place to to come and relax. Like I don't know if you've ever been to a rave where they've got the chill out room. Yes. Oh, I mean, it's missing in so many parts. So, so definitely is. And I remember going to some when I was like sixteen, going to these like little raves. I can't remember. I think it's called the Manor or something in in down south. And I just remember going to this room. God knows what they were playing. Uh, and then I was going to this little room and it had like UV lights and everyone was laid down, like really trippy laying down music. And I was like, this is cool. And then so the, the Cosmic Corners aren't exactly like that. But um, so my vision of it all is like, so you know when you go to a festival and you want to go and see um, X artists, I can't think of one that I can suggest right now, but you want to go and see your favourite artist on the planet and then you accidentally see the person that's on before this artist or the one that's on after them and then you get into those. Um, okay, the that wasn't at a festival that was a club um my one example would be i went to see lauren garnier play at uh, panorama by years ago and i danced for seven hours straight and was like and then when he finished i was like that's it my my dance is done i'm leaving the dance floor and then i left the dance floor and then was sat down and then dixon who i didn't know at that point came on and he played uh, pet shop boys west end girls and i can't even explain it but like the the energy change and the shift was magic and then I wow. got back on that dance floor until it finished and I was like <laughs> <laughs> you know like how yeah you go to see your favourite artist and then you'll see yes. them after and at a festival it's the perfect space because you might wander, accidentally wander into this other tent on the way there and discover something and it's the same as the Cosmic Corner so it's a space where people can come and meditate learn how to meditate they can ask cosmic questions nice they can listen to a crystal bowl journey they can take part in a cacao ceremony they can do a dance class they can get their cosmic cards read, get their astrology read. They can sit there and, and have a little gurn if they want to because sometimes people need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I've done a few of them now and I really love them because it's. Um, I, I know the mentality of the raver right. really strongly because I am one. And I also know how important it is to learn these things. And, and at festivals, it's such a beautiful seeding point for people to take home with them. So they come, they learn something different. And maybe they'll be like, oh my God, I tried meditating. I really loved it. It felt great. Go home. And, you know, the cosmic universe will send them a, a flyer in front of them that will say meditation every Thursday or yoga every yeah. Thursday. And they'll be like, I'm going to try that out. So um, it's that mentality. I did one at Best of All last year. And these two young guys... They came for the first day and they were like, oh my God, we've had the best day. We loved it so much. And they came back every single day to like oh. check out different things because we were doing like little talks as well. And they just loved it and we ended up hanging out with them. And then on the last day, there's my friend who's a little bit older than me, than me and then these two young guys. And we went to the rain dance tent at Best of All, which oh, is, wow. do you know rain dance? No. It's one of the original raves. So I've never done been to a rain dance, but it was really funny. They were playing these tracks that my friend, she was there and had danced to when they first came out. I was there and, you know, when I started working in dance music, I researched every single song that was on the planet. And so I knew them from that feeling. Then you had these two, like, 20-year-old boys who were fantastic and, like, dancing to it like they were there in the 80s listening to oh, it. Oh, amazing. It was really good. And then, yeah. But they, and it was all sober as well. So they were like, they were like, we didn't need to do anything. Like, we had such a great time. And, yeah, it was, it was amazing. And then I'm going to do, I love doing it at festivals. It's just really fun. I bet it's nice for you as well because, obviously all of your background in dance music it's nice to 
join these two different aspects together. Yeah, it is. And because I still, that's always in me as well. Yeah. Like I don't, I think I'm too, um, my energy just needs a bit of excitement as well. So I, I love being calm. I really love being calm, but I also really love being excited and yeah. like, Whoa! so it's just, I can be that grounding force within, and I'm very, even though I, I'm not outwardly always, I'm very grounded within these kind of things as well. And I can help people relax yeah. and be calm more down, yeah. calm down more. Over the last couple of years, uh, well-being and mental health um, in the dance music industry has talked a lot more about and a lot more actions have been taken. Why do you think that is? Ooh, I mean, it's definitely the realisation that it's not sustainable, I think, of what's how everything's been going. Um, I think dance music's still relatively new, actually. It only started in the 80s, really, and... And I guess only in the noughties it started going really crazy. And um, and then, but then I remember in like the noughties, it was like, there was no telephones, no, well, there was telephones, but there was no like social media and, and you know, and it was kind of like just, we were all, everyone was being a bit crazy and just going off and doing things, but it didn't matter. I can't explain it. It was like a kind of secret world or something. But now it's like everywhere and there's all of these other added pressures to it as well so it's um it's taken on these all other different dimensions and i think the and sustaining how big it's got as well for a lot of people and the pressure and i mean yeah there's so much pressure and it's kind of i, I feel like sometimes when you really are in the zone you get kind of you become like a robot some people like that i've known have just got like ro robotic because they're unable to really express and feel their feelings now yeah. so it's really um it's really important to bring this back and, you know, do the work, but do it from a much more centred and uh, conscious way. So, like, just bringing and looking after yourself is so important because I, it's, when I was in my early 20s in raving, I did not look after myself. I was just going for it. <laughs> and then, as I said before, like, when I went through the big shift, I really noticed that I had to look after myself and I couldn't, like, I, I, I totally, I would not be here now if I hadn't found yoga and meditating and cosmic things and, you know, to keep my little spirit happy. So, but, um, nice. yeah, it's really, you need it. And yeah, it's, 100%. And that actually comes to my next question. Um, how do you think that yoga or meditation can help enhance somebody's career that does work in the creative industry? I mean, it's, it's not even necessarily just those, but it's finding out what works for you to yeah. keep you in balance. I think um, from my from my perspective, it just helps me feel more balanced and helps me feel more calm and grounded. And the way I look at yoga, especially, I'm meditating. So we can when I don't practice yoga and when I don't meditate, like life will happen as life happens, and I'll get really stressed, I'll get anxious, and I'll be like, Whoa! and um, everything will affect me more. But then when I practice yoga, when I have some kind of daily practice, these things will still happen, but it doesn't affect me. And it's just because my consciousness level is is high and I'm really, really aware of like, this is my energy field. This is all just going on on the outside world. So, and it, you're able to just to flow through everything a lot easier. So yeah. um, that's my perspective. And it's just dealing with things on a, on a higher vibration. So um, because it's... When you, yeah, when you're not looking after yourself, you're in a lo lower vibration. But it's just always taking care of yourself and bringing you up. All of your events have different charity focuses, and this year the focus will be towards Earth Healing. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be working with local Ibiza charities and also some international charities. I think just Ibiza ones, just to start. Yeah. Can you explain Earth Healing a little bit further? Oh, okay, so <laughs> um, we're really out of balance with the Earth. Um, how? 
how the world has been, especially since, I, I don't know, the Industrial Revolution, since the war, since the 80s. It's just like, it's very much not focused on caring for the earth. So, you know, with all of the plastic plastic pollution, um, there's so many things that we're not doing that are caring for the earth. And it's just kind of not even that we're, we're, unconscious, we're consciously doing it. It's totally unconscious because this is what's been fed to us. Um, so in terms of earth healing, it's just bringing more back into awareness of what we can do yeah. to be more in, in balance with the earth. Um, you know, I'm trying my hardest and it's like, I'm definitely not zero waste or anything like that. And it's, you know, I'll go to a cafe and I'll order a juice and they put a straw in it. I'm like, no, I didn't ask for no straw. <laughs> I and, just asked for the juice. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, but it's, it's just, it's just educating. I feel like we're in this stage on earth at the moment. So we're like the warriors that have come here to change things. And it's just, um, and it's bringing in this new energy that's coming through and creating a better earth for those that come after us as well. Um, it, it cannot be sustained by this. And also the earth, she's much stronger than we are. She'll just like make us extinct. So in, in, in any second, so it's actually healing not only for the earth, but for ourselves as the human race as well. Um, the, th the kind of things that I'm going to be doing, we're going to be doing at the events, is just showing us where we are now because we have to see where we are now in order to make those changes, both inside and outside. So... We're going to do some art projects with like uh, used plastic. We tried to do it last year, actually. It was quite funny. Um, this guy, he was like, I want to do an art project with used plastic straws. And I was like, okay, cool. And um, so I started asking the local clubs that I knew, the local promoters, for their used plastic straws. And then... and. It was a two-reasoned thing because I wanted to actually bring consciousness. So a lot of people don't even know what they're using. I mean, but if you look at that dance floor on the end of the night and you see all the plastic bottles, it's, it's yeah. totally gross. But um, they, so I was asking the clubs for that and then they started giving them to us. And then he was going to make like this big, I don't know what he was going to make, but we ended up making like little things with the plastic straws. But nice. it, it was still completely beneficial because it was still planting seeds, which it really has to happen. And I know quite a few of the people that I spoke to, they now use paper straws or they don't use straws. So yeah, Where was I the other day? Oh, it was at Blue Marlin, actually. They now have paper straws. Yeah. Plastic it's well. so good. And yeah, such a difference. Yeah, and just seeing little things like this. And it's just, it's really interesting because, especially when I was traveling, I've lived in eco-communities around the world and they don't do anything like that you know really? they've got like solar powered and they grow their own vegetables and yeah. I lived on one community in um, in Nicaragua called Inanita and everything is solar powered everything is grown on the land or sourced within like I can't remember how many miles of the land um, growing all the vegetables and just doing everything ourselves, solar panelled and it was really you know everyone holds hands before they eat their meal and like say grace and you're all helping doing everything um, or not say grace but yeah giving gratitude for yeah. your food um, which is a really strong practice so it's just bringing conscious awareness to people of where we're at so I'm not saying that we're perfect because I still drive a car because there's no way that I could afford to get an electric car yeah. and I still, all of these little things but you know if we can be more conscious of, of our waste even when we're recycling like so now is even even though I recycle do I recycle well and um, the Ibiza Preservation Fund they have got really good links with the government so is Ibiza Phoenix as well, who, who we're working with too. So they, they can bring in conscious solutions and they're already doing it. So if you ever go to Casita Verde... Yes. Yeah. Oh. The, this is the guy from Ibiza uh, Phoenix as well. So he's going to be okay. here. And he does total sustainable earth living. And I love how they live. Yeah. I mean, pretty much total sustainable. And, and just to have him here and giving his wisdom and, you know, someone can go and have a little chat with him and be like, how do I do this? And making a compost, that's been one of my biggest missions this year. It's been quite funny. Um, I've got a compost heap and I, so many people have come in to help me do different bits of it. And then every time it's like, you shouldn't have done that. You need to do this. And I'm like, well, at least I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. At least you try. Yeah. And then just... Um, 
And our clothes as well, like, you know, I pretty much always buy secondhand clothes or, or get given them or I get them when I'm traveling and it's made by the locals. So, yeah, I've definitely tried to change um, how much I buy as well. Because I used to every week, I was like, oh, now I'm going to do this interview or I'm going to this club, or I'm going to this party, I need a new outfit. But yeah, but yeah. now I've re- like, especially from since the beginning of this year, I was like, that's something that I really want to work hard on. Like, wear things that I've probably not worn for like four years ago and change it up a little bit or swap clothes with other people yeah. or buy secondhand clothes because yeah. it's just, it's silly really. It's amazing. I know. I uh, I mean, I only buy the essentials new now basically, yeah. like knickers and bras and yeah. socks. <laughs> and then we share a cat having secondhand <laughs> knickers, do we? <laughs> no. Um, see, I've always bought like vintage clothes yeah. always and I, I love it because um, I feel, especially if I'm drawn to something, I I feel the energy of the person that's had it on before and sometimes I've got especially my sparkly things that I get I will feel the woman that's had this before and I'm like I feel so strong <laughs> like, oh I love that I've got one character called Shaniqua and this like uh, I got it for is this black sparkly jacket I got from Detroit it's got moons and stars on it and I'm like Shaniqua is out <laughs> tonight <laughs> She's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So uh, this Tuesday, the I don't even know what date it is today. Today's the fourteenth. So one week today. Oh Oh, no, sorry. This is now going out Thursday. Yeah. So we're recording this on Tuesday. This is probably going to be out Thursday, Friday. Um. So whoever's listened to this on Tuesday, the twenty in the future. (laughs) You're listening to us in the past. Yes. It's weird if you think about it like that. Yeah. <laughs> when you phone someone in Australia, they're in the yeah, future. Yeah, they're in the future. <laughs> I always think that as well. Um, it's going to be your next Cosmic Pineapple event here at Pikes. I know you've just yes. spoken a little bit about what's going on, but what other things can we find here at Cosmic Pineapple? Okay, so it's, I class it, I call it like the, it's, it's a 12-hour festival of music and magic of, and joy, let's say. So you, I'll give you a little tour if I can. Yes, So we always have the rainbow entrance and you enter into the rainbow and a rainbow is a symbol of unity and oneness. And when you enter the rainbow, you give a little charity donation on the door. And so it's actually yogic practice, which I think is back to yoga, which is the yoga of devotion. So when you're giving your donation, everything inside that rainbow, you're giving it up for a higher so for these ones it's being given up for the Abitha Preservation Fund and Abitha Phoenix so you're surrendering to that and that's already your intention and then um, at 4pm in the Cosmic Activation Dome which is where we just did yoga yoga um, that's where we have the opening ceremony so we have that at 4 and that's where everyone gathers together and we set our intentions and I'm going to get the Abitha Preservation Fund and um, this awesome singer called Lex Empress who does Soul Song and that will come after as well Then we're going to do a CBD oil talk from this magical lady called um, Lorraine. Wonderful. Yeah, she's she's fantastic. She's a little fairy. And then we'll have have yoga. We'll have soul song, which is this lady called Lex and her partner Gillian. They they channel your soul song. So he will play the guitar, um, the piano. He'll play the piano. You'll sit in front of them. And you could maybe give her a few words, but maybe not. And then she'll start channeling your your message. And she'll do it through her voice. And she's just got this amazing Disney voice where you just, you'll you'll cry. Like, you'll absolutely cry. The first times I had it done, I was like, oh my God. (laughs) And you know, she just, oh, she sings it's just magical and his music as well so like that then we'll have breath work which is a really strong thing coming through now as well and it's just it's like this kind of um i've done it a few times but you breathe like 
out in and out of your mouth. I think it's in through your nose, out through your mouth, and you just do it for like ages. And then they they're guiding you through it, so you can't do, don't do this at home. They guide you through it with different ways, and then when you stop, the tingling because of all the prana moving out of your body through your body is amazing. And it's just it completely makes you high just oh, with the breath. Wow. It's really good. So this awesome lady called Annabelle's going to do that. Then we're going to close the dome with a lady called uh, Solara Anra. And she is a channeler and she does um, high vibes channeling. So she's going to channel the rainbow message because the, the theme, everyone has got a theme. So this year's Mysteries of the Cosmos and this year is uh, the first one's rainbow, which, um, as I said before, is the connection. The It means unity and it's a connection between earth and spirit as well. Um, and there's many different like teachings that have come through the rainbow children um, through the rainbow energy one is the rainbow children which is the new generation of children being born on the earth and they're the ones here to really heal it so there's like the indigos um that are like the warrior spirits that have come to change things then you've got the crystals and the rainbows and they're like these really magical light beings that are just here to, to love and that's it and then also the rainbow warrior prophecy which is something i'm really um aligned with um which i it's shared online as well, but it's about the children of the earth, everyone coming together and just in nice. unity to heal the earth because it's, um, that's what we're, we're all fighting. And it's yeah. just like, why? And you know, yeah. when you really tune into things, it's like, what, why actually are we doing this? Yeah. So um, then we've got the pink tennis court, which we turn into the cosmic bazaar. And that the vision of that, I don't know if you've been to Anjuna Night Market in Goa. No, I haven't. But this crazy market, so the, all these different sellers from across the world who are travelling through come there with their wares and you just don't know what you're going to find. So similar to this market vibe. Oh, how exciting. Yeah, that's where we're at. And then we'll have the kids' corner there as well to do arts and crafts with kiddies. And then we have the healers area. Um, then we've got music around the pool with secret DJs. I always I always try and keep the DJ secret. Um Sometimes I let it slip out. but um, <laughs> And then we'll have the gong master's going to be on the top point of Pikes at midnight, giving a midnight gong, well, 11 till midnight. And that's always amazing. Everyone loves that. So, nice. um, And then we have the dance floor, the space rave. So it's like all of the areas squashed down into one at 10 p.m. and until 4 a.m. And then we have the space rave. And we've got Cece as the resident. And she's been playing since the start. And she's a proper little cosmic fairy. <laughs> um, she's a little raver. She's a little Irish raver, but so magical and mystical at the same yeah. time so um yeah and it's it's 12 hours I, I class it as a ceremony so um even though it, it, if you speak to probably some really serious tribes or something they'll be like there's alcohol day it can't be a ceremony but um I, I feel that it is because it's it's a it's a celebration and it's a ritual as well so what we're bringing in together and with the intention of it all and my vision is when people do the whole 12 hours they have some kind of mystical cosmic experience and and shift up you can come whatever part suits you, but I really love seeing you do someone. the whole 12 hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love seeing someone at the beginning and then seeing them on the dance floor at the end because yes. the last two hours of the dance floor is the bit that I relax. Because yeah. so, other than that, you can't even talk to me because I'm like, here, there. Here, there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited about Tuesday. Me too, yeah. What time does it start? 4 p.m. 4 p.m. on Until Tuesday. Until 4 a.m. At Pikes. Yeah, at Pikes, Pikes Hotel, San Antonio. Nice. Um, what else? Yeah, and then you get like little characters running around and that's probably one of my favorite bits as well like there's there's lots of island characters that you just yeah. meet and you need to talk to and then you'll be like oh. yeah so it's a good place to meet new people as well yeah oh, yeah really 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 and you can meet them anywhere so nice yeah and is there anything else happening over summer for cosmic pineapple that you can share um i'm gonna do some cosmic corners i'm gonna do one in portugal called waking life okay um teaming up with someone and then i'm gonna do i mean it's not cosmic pineapple but Oh no, I'm doing I'm doing a couple of festivals in London. Hopefully I'm getting them confirmed today. 
Um, and then I'm going to do Houghton Festival, which isn't Cosmic Pineapple, but I go and play crystal bowls there and do yoga Amazing. and stuff, which is really magical. And I love doing that because the music's just out of this world there. Um, what else? And then, yeah, I'm going to do a retreat at the end of the summer. I don't like doing retreats in the summertime because I feel it's the summer, winter. Like summer's more for expansion and going out. And in the winter, I want yeah. to do the retreats. So we do one in Ibiza, one in Iceland, one somewhere else. Oh, but Iceland's amazing. Yeah, we did one over winter solstice there. It was magic. Oh, wow. Yeah. How incredible. Was, yeah, it was really good. And it was really nice, actually. Um, a couple of my dance music friends came to, to be on the retreat. And just to, I was so honoured to have them there. And then they like really got stuck in. Because it yeah. isn't just me teaching. I get in like different... Icelandic shamans and things like that to get involved so we go on these nature tours and it's like it's fun but it's deep work as well which is really good nice and the Iceland is just the most mystical powerful country land that I've been to so oh, I've never been I've only been to the airport for a layover but I've never actually been but yeah. it's definitely on my list yeah it's crazy <laughs> oh, I love it Kim thank you so much thank you I absolutely love today what a great day yoga juice nice chat with you here at Pikes it's been wonderful thank you so much thank you so much thank you for having me on I'm excited for Tuesday yeah. thank you <laughs>